Taylor, I can't see you, man. All right. So I'm well. Uh, I'm Taylor. And I'm Kevin. And fuck, did we botch that, man. But you know <laughs> what? It's the way of the road, I guess she says. Uh, so welcome back to another Jaded Family Discussion. And we are mixing up the script because that's the fun part about vacation. We can make improvements. And with that being said, we are going to do a cool little thing on the next several episodes where we're going to watch an episode of Legends House and leave it in Taylor's hands to pick the following pay-per-view we're going to watch. So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter discussion for you tonight, but don't you worry. There's going to be plenty of content coming from you, from you, for you. And in you. Let's get it. You know, my favorite part about this was Gary Busey. I just love oh, Gary God. Busey. Can I just talk about how great Gary Busey is as Mr. Joshua in general? So here's the nice thing about this. I mean, we just watched kind of an episode of the real world with wrestling. <laughs> and <laughs> like it, you had everything. You had it start off with, uh, you know, the weird timed entrances. So you have Tony Atlas coming first and he's like, Wow, man, what a nice house. And it gives you the little MTV uh, tour of it, right? And then going after that, you have the uh, rest of the people coming in, but they come in one at a time. So I forget who comes in next, but I think it was... It was, uh, it was Hillbilly Jim, yeah. yeah. Did you? So did you find it kind of odd, Tony, when they introduced Tony Atlas and he said that he was probably most well-known for uh, military slamming Hulk Hogan when he was he was part of the first ever Black Tag Team Champions? That was kind of a weird shot. Well, you know, WWE, they love to fluff their facts. And let's be 100% honest. I feel like they were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Not to throw any disrespect on who actually participated, but like Tony Atlas and Hillbilly Jim. I know they had their like times and everything, but like we're talking legend. Listen, if this was eight years ago, though, Kabbalah would have been on it. And everybody else that's a yes man for the WWE would have been on it that comes in and does those uh, like little promos. Seven years and... ago, right? I, I like how you said if it was eight years ago because it was actually filmed in 2012. Damn. That's what I'm saying. It was like seven, between like seven and like nine years ago. Maybe they didn't get Kamala because it would have been hard for him to communicate with everybody. So like, don't get me wrong. They have like Mean Gene and they have Jimmy Hart and Roddy Piper. But then like, I feel like... Okay, don't Jim. talk bad about Hacksaw Jim Doggett because I know it's coming and I know that's where we're going with this and I don't want to hear any bad stuff about the man. I wasn't going to actually throw any disrespect on him. I feel like he was one of the more notable names. It really was like Tony Atlas and Hillbilly Jim for me. That I was Let like, me say, though, really? that when Tony Atlas was in shape, he had the most skinny waist I've ever seen compared to the top of his body. It was like Popeye's arms except the real-life body. I feel oh. like... When they when they were all being introduced, did you have like a first thought that came to mind? Because that was kind of as they were being introduced, that was what I did. I was like, "Bam!" What was my first thought? Like, I like Taylor. Are you familiar with all of these? these? I have never watched Tony Atlas in my life. Let's start okay. there. I've also <laughs> don't know who the fuck Hillbilly Jim is. Oh, okay. <laughs> no okay. fucking idea. See, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're gonna put a show called Legends House. You gotta have people that are at least somewhat familiar with wrestling would recognize the name. I don't know Dingle or Wingle or whatever his name is either. You don't know the Fink? The Fingle, Fink? Fingle, Dingle, I don't oh. know. Oh, oh man. He was the first employee of Titan Sports. Yeah, no idea. He named WrestleMania. Did he? 
Yeah. Wow. I did not know. He was actually, he's responsible for a lot of guys' careers. He was actually kind of like a scout for uh, WWF back, back then. He would watch the tapes and, and uh, connect with the, with the wrestlers and try and bring them in. He was he, he, like one of the most important employees Vince has ever had. I think um, the only reason <laughs> I'm probably going to watch the rest of this tonight is because me and Gene is so wholesome. Like well, I just, just want to give him a hug. <laughs> well, just remember, we're gonna watch every episode over the span of. The- I'm gonna watch them all tonight and then rewatch them later because between me and Gene and Pat Patterson, it could just be a hug circle, man. Like Dude. they're so wholesome <laughs> and nice, like both of them. I just want to give him hugs. Me- He's making cabbage rolls and shit. Me and so I, I have a a problem with that, right? So you got a problem with cabbage rolls? No, I have a problem with that whole, <laughs> that whole little segment. So it was like a good five minutes of them talking about cabbage rolls. First yeah. and foremost, they mislead you because like one of the first things about it is Pat Patterson complaining about you not cooking uh, cabbage rolls at four or five o'clock. But then a little bit later, they tell you Pat Patterson has completely taken over the cooking of the cabbage rolls because everyone else is fucking off playing tennises tennises playing tennis or smoking cigars right so why is he getting all hot and bothered like i understand that you like to eat dinner at two o'clock in the afternoon because you're fucking how old but dude do not throw shade if you're the cook like be proud man i eat dinner at 12 o'clock sometimes it happens there is a story a little story time real quick a couple months ago me and gabby like over the summer my big thing this year was like learning how to smoke meat right and I perfected it. Smoke so, that meat. So I remember the time I finally got perfect pulled pork. We fell asleep because I started way later than I wanted to. And we were just laying in bed and I fell asleep. And I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning because I had the like timer in my room. I was drunk and like I just woke up and I'm fucking naked. And I walk out. <laughs> in my wait, 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 wait. Can I cut you off for just a second here, man? <laughs> When you when you said perfect pulled pork, I, I was gonna almost ask what that uh, euphemism is for. Did you mean? Do you mean wanking it? Do you mean jaying off? And then when you're like, I, I, I woke the, up naked. I had the perfect pulled pork this morning before I went to work. If you know what I mean. No, 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 no. So let me throw a little context in this. A uh, context. Uh, so pulled pork, like you know, pork butt. The no. Cut of meat. Whoa. All right. Uh, the most common cut of meat for traditional barbecue style pulled pork oh yeah i like oh, I, yeah. I, I, my favorite part about this is how much you're saying pulled pork like you're making a point to say it like three or four times every minute you're just like you know the pulled pork when it's pulled right gets the pork <laughs> out just pulled so when it's porking so you gotta live your life uh but yeah we're talking about barbecue okay Actual i wasn't food That's i know what you, you call it now you in with those sexual infamisms <laughs> Oh, God, I am really butchering my pronunciation tonight. Well, you keep pulling them porks too much. Fuck. Uh, so Keep pulling that pork, it'll smoke. But also, fun <laughs> fact about me, because I am fortunate enough to have a kid that's young enough to not sleep with me in the bed yet, uh, I sleep naked. That's been my thing for a while. A little TMI for you. I just really didn't need to know it. <laughs> like, now it's just a whole different world, man. So... Now I'm just, I'm just glowing right over it. I just gotta, gotta put it past me. <laughs> All right, back to this pulling of your pork. Maybe I'll cut that part out. The pulled pork part? We just had a 20-minute conversation about no, no, pulled pork. That, you can't even... sleeping naked. Oh, that's fine. Nobody cares that you sleep naked. I sleep in boxers. It's normal, I think. Okay. How do you sleep, Kevin? Well, when I was younger, 
Uh, I slept naked, but as you get older, man, you just, you got to put them clothes on. Nah, dude, there's nothing like feeling the natural sheet or feeling man, the sheets. Man, I know that you're younger than us, so maybe you don't understand this yet, but I have these really, really saggy balls that just, like, wander all over my bed. Like, I have to package them into a place to make sure that they're not going to end up on my wife's leg or something. I yep. mean, <laughs> you know, that's real love right there, though. She wakes up, she's like, your balls are on my leg again. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, honey. Let me wrangle them puppies in. So, yeah, guys, welcome to Jada. I was, I was busy <laughs> pulling pork. <laughs> but, yeah, so then I woke up, pulled this pulled pork naked, and let it sit for, uh, like, two, three hours. And then I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning and ate, like, a pulled pork slider and went back to bed. Hell, yeah. That's yeah. how we do it as a man. You already know. You know who else does that? Hacksaw fucking Jim Duggan pulls his pork at 4.30 in the morning with a two-by-four. Nah, dude, they're eating cabbage rolls at 3 o'clock in the morning. But That's because I... Pat Patterson's in charge of the menu. <laughs> Let's get back to that, though. As I was saying, we got no, like, follow-up on that. They were, like, just complaining all of a sudden. And then they were like, all right, next morning. And I was like, what the fuck? Did you eat the cabbage? Did you not eat the cabbage? What the happened? world needs to what know. What time did they get arrived? Did they? Did you eat at 9 o'clock? Is that what you were complaining about? I, I get the feeling the cabbage the cabbage roll is going to make a comeback. Oh, dude, that's going to be like their sacred Sunday meal. Yeah, they're going to no. all wake up and be like, oh, man, that ca- we've been waiting now. Cabbage, here we go. They were all excited for that old-ass man food. They're like, ooh, cabbage rolls, that's a delicacy where I come from. And I was like, cabbage rolls? What the fuck is a cabbage roll? Sounds kind of fire. I had a also, Chinese food today, and I think I had cabbage rolls. Uh, also, they did not put any cabbage in the cabbage roll. That was the thing they were complaining about. What'd they put in it? Pulled pork? Ground beef and onion. That's what I saw. Hmm. There was pork, too. It was, it was pulled pork, and then it was... Not pulled pork. Here we go. <laughs> pulled pork, <baby. laughs> You're just jealous of my meal prep. Oh, Yeah. I thought you said mail prep. When I'm eating pulled pork sammies on Sunday and then I'm eating pulled pork tacos on Tuesday, you're just gonna be jealous, guys. And you're pulling all the pork this weekend. Yeah, man. I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my diet though. I don't think I can handle your pulled pork. The pork's gotta be pulled, man. That's all I I, un- I understand. If the pork's not pulled, your day isn't done. <laughs> That's my Morgan Freeman and Freeman Morgan Freeman impression. Oh, that's my favorite actor. Is it? Yeah. Check Morgan. this out. This is an excerpt from Shawshank Redemption. Are you ready? Oh, hit me with. Check it. this. And Andy Dufresne climbed three hundred yards through human shit. That's it. That's the whole thing. Was that Morgan Freeman? Yeah, it was. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. Yeah, keep working on it. I mean, it's not bad. I think you give it a little more, a little bit more time, and and you'll be all right. It's not and the worst. We were up on the roof and Andy Dufresne said, would you like a beer? All right. Well, maybe work on it. <laughs> I, I changed my mind. Yeah, you could uh, not get paid to do that. That's the only Morgan Freeman movie I know anything about, for being honest. Oh, wait, he was God. I'm God. Perfect. <laughs> I uh, I recently saw a trailer for a new Morgan Freeman movie. No, it wasn't Morgan Freeman. Never mind. It was Denzel Washington. Let's move on. Damn. That's all you got? Yeah, that was my my rebuttal to that. So back to Gary Busey. Is it crazy that this is the only time I've seen Gary Busey on TV where there are three or more crazier people in the room with him? I don't think there is. Don't don't get me wrong. I would say Roddy's on the same plane. Yeah, no, Roddy is in different ways. 
And also, I don't think that uh, the hillbilly man's that normal either. Hillbilly Jim? Yeah. I could have tagged you for being like a full-fledged, like ready to sign up for the Hillbilly Jim fan club, Taylor. The guy is so endearing. He's so happy. He's How could you not love him? Is he the one that got into it with Tony, or was that Hacksaw? No, that's Hacksaw. Oh, uh, they kind of look like. Before we talk about <laughs> Gary Busey, though, we have to talk about Jimmy Hart fat shaming Faith. I missed that. Dude, it was when they were playing tennis. Uh, Jimmy Hart was like, yo, Fink's not in good shape. He's like, by the end of this season, I'm going to get him in trim shape. Yeah, I think it was like an encouraging thing, though. I don't think it was going all fat shaming. Is you know we're gonna get him on a regimen. I'm gonna help him out. I'm gonna help slim him down. I think I don't think it was uh, malicious in any way. It didn't seem like it to me. I feel like Loki was a, a ventra. Like I'm just gonna say it because we all are very aware that Howard Finkel is not in the same condition that he was in when we saw him for the first time. So it's Finkel. Yeah. With F I N K I L. Oh God damn it, Taylor! F I N K E L. Finkel. Yeah, Howard Finkel. Finkel. Howard. Howard Finkel. Howard. Okay. But yeah. H O W A R D. Right. Your spelling's on point tonight, man. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> spelling bee runner-up. Hey, I did get second place, bro. I don't want you to forget. <laughs> I know. You first did. grade, second place. What a champion. But yeah, no, like, why did we have to acknowledge his weight gain? I, that, I don't know. That, like, kind of bothered me. Hey, man, you eat the way. cheeseburgers, you get called on for eating the cheeseburgers. Friends don't let friends get fat. But he's old. That's okay. Sometimes when you're old, you need it the most. He could have a little body heart attack. Maybe he Rest just... in peace to Gene, by the way. And rest in and, peace to Pat Patterson. And rest in peace to Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel's dead, too? Yeah. Oh, that makes me And sad. Roddy Piper. Exactly. Oh man, you're right. Hillbilly Jim still kicking, and Pat Patterson. Yeah, uh, yeah. By the way, maybe the character that I love the most is Pat Patterson in this. I think throughout the whole thing, he became my favorite character in the 45 minutes from the robe dancing. I don't know. Like there were just moments where he just endears me in. I don't know what it is about him. So are we watching some Pat Patterson next week? Uh, we can. You know what I what I want to do is I want to book a handicap match with hacksaw and hot rod versus that damn blender. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I could not stop laughing at that him and that damn blender. That that whole little situation there because you've you've had that fucking happen where you got a blender and you're trying to get it right and you, you got the safety sensors and you got the top of the lid and you got to make sure the lid's down right and then you got to turn it half. We got one of those those fancy ninjas where everything's got to be in the right spot and all that. And I, we've had that problem. Like I've been hot rod with the knife, ready to stab that fucking blender, and nothing's nothing's getting. I'm just ready to take it out. I <laughs> I think the the way he was coming at that blender, you you might have been able to get a main event out of that. I have um I have to make it a little bit of um a little bit of a revelation. I've never used a blender in my entire life. Not you're one. lying right now. I swear no to God, way. I've never used one. I don't have a reason. I don't use eat things that come out of blenders. Usually you drink things that come out of blenders, so that's a good step. Is it a milk? <laughs> I've, I've only had milkshakes that are made at restaurants. I've never made my own milkshake in my life. I feel like that's what you use them for, right? Or fruit smoothies or some shit? It's smoothies, uh, pina coladas, obviously, yeah, you throw yeah. in that blender. Never Nothing done now. that. Never. Jeez. I just don't really, I don't need that. I like a meat, not fruit. And I don't really like sweets. So, you know, I'm just trying to have like steaks and cheeseburgers and 
chicken nuggets. I mean, you could put them in the blender and see what happens. I don't think it would be a good idea. It thinks that it stinks that it would stink. Me thinks yeah. it would stink. <laughs> with with that with a hot rod going after that that blender, I, I started to think to myself, and I wanted to ask you guys because obviously you're a couple of years younger than I am. Hot Rod is one of the biggest icons in wrestling history. And I always feel like he doesn't get the same mention. Do you guys feel like he's under? I just kind of want to get your guys' take because I feel like the the each generation coming through doesn't doesn't give him maybe the respect, or maybe not even the respect, but he he seems underrated by every generation that passes down and, and a little bit overlooked. And he's so important to the wrestling industry. I just kind of want to get your guys' take on 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 Piper. Will, you want to go first? Yeah, so when I was a kid, he was on the same realm as, like, you know, your Hulk Hogan's, your Ric Flair's, your uh, Macho Man's. So, for me, I've always looked at him as an icon, and I think the nod to his gimmick with Ronda Rousey, you know, just cemented that. Um, Also, I always remember him in that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. It's so fucking funny. He kills it. And I think, or uh, what was that other movie? Was in? They Live, I believe. They Live, yeah. They Live was awesome. I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, and he wrote, he wrote that line. That movie, that's a classic right there. Uh, good old John Carpenter. But yeah, I, like I said, I always grew up having Roddy, Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy Piper in the back of my head as an absolute icon. So like for him to be on Legend's House, that made absolute sense for me. I, I always found that when I was a kid, like he was always there and I always respected him for what he did, but I always was gravitated, I gravitated towards Bret Hart more. And it always seemed like I went to Bret Hart every time. Like they would always be around each other or like, you know, and I would always seem to, I would seem to lean into Bret. I don't know if it was his gimmick or how dynamic the colors in his outfit were. I'm not really sure. But something about Brett always snuck me into Brett. And that's what it was. It's not that he doesn't get the respect from me. It's just because that was such an influential time that there's so many people that paved the way. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, coming up through that you know, late 70s, 80s, into early 90s, those are, those are golden era icons for sure. But I, I guess if you want to put it that way, he should be mentioned because he's just as good on a mic. You know what I mean? Just Absolutely. as good in the ring. Did you see Gene's face when he's he's outside playing cards with Pat Patterson and he, he kind of looks up when and he goes, Is hot rod here? And the smile on it on Gene's face. We is hot rod here. I was like, Yes, Gene, that's wholesome. That's that's beautiful. He like, is so happy. The consummate professional yeah. all the time. No matter that's what it. happens, he's the consummate professional. The same with when Jimmy Jam was talking about his wife. He's still the consummate professional. It doesn't matter what's going on around him. You could be doing lines of coke off of his shoulders. And he would just be the consummate professional. And him getting ready to go out in the pool. He puts his swim trunks on and then <laughs> Ash- Ashley shows up. Do you know anything about Ashley? No. Is she a wrestler? No. No. She's uh so I think that her, she was actually nominated for a Grammy at one point. Uh, she was part of the music group, the Pussy, the Pussycat Dolls. Oh, I know them. Yeah. So she was, oh, she was favorite. part of that, part, part of that group. And she's done other things here and there. Nothing really noteworthy, I guess. Uh, what a weird person to make the, I guess, host of the show. It works. It works though. He said, 
he said, I'm putting my shorts on. It stinks. There aren't any pretty ladies here. And then Ashley shows up and he's like, oh, thank God I put my shorts on. She says, nice short, <laughs> nice shorts, Gene. You want to follow me to the living room? And he just goes, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to hug. All right, guys. So I figured out what we're going to watch next week. It's not going to be a full event, but we're going to watch one of the most iconic Pat Patterson matches of all time. Pat Patterson versus Sergeant Slaughter. I'm seeing 1981, but I'm also seeing 1982, but I believe it was 1981 in the alley fight. One match, huh? I mean, from I'm trying to find the full event, but I'm not seeing, like, it looks like we're going to have to watch the match on YouTube as is. Ouch. But apparently, like, because I'm like... You know, I'm like, I if I'm gonna watch Pat Patterson, I want to watch one of his most memorable matches. Well, do you want to watch Pat Patterson, or do you want to try to find a whole event? Well, it's your choice, but I'm, let's be honest, it's what there's like ten episodes of Legends House, right? Yeah, we're gonna get in uh, probably a match from all of them, wouldn't you say? Well, I was gonna say I, w- I do have a selection or a uh, suggestion, but we'll wait until we 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 go through the rest of, of this episode of Legends House. I do have a suggestion though. All right, so. Uh, we have Ashley covered, and they give you know the cake to all their neighbors. What else are we really missing? We had oh, we can get back to Gary Busey. Um, I would like to visit that little neighbor thing again. I thought that was great. I really, actually, that was probably one of the segments aside from Gary Busey that I enjoyed the most. Um, I like the brownie eating Tony Atlas almost more than I do any other version of him, where he's just eating food, which is pretty much all the time. It's just like, well, these are some good brownies. I don't want to leave this place. I want to eat these brownies all day. I was impressed with Finkel's Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Look at him that, go. Yeah. He, he rocked that Spanish out hard. And then Hacksaw and Piper with the kids. Yeah. How, if, how great were they with the kids? And Piper is crawling something. underneath the table. Like, all right, if you don't, I'll come see you. What, what's your name? And, and when they, they trick him to try and eat the dog treat. So funny. It was, so, it was laugh out loud, man. That makes that makes you realize how much of a icon Roddy was, you know what I mean? Because of his ability to connect with everybody. It doesn't matter if it's an old person, a teenager, a child, you know what I mean? Like you can find something that's just what legends do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought that, that was that was probably my favorite part of this of this episode was when they were when they were interacting with those those kids and the way like the one kid comes up to him and he, he points at Hacks and he goes he said that he was stronger than you and Roddy just kind of starts laughing shakes and he goes no now why would he have to go and say something like that <laughs> like it just it's almost like they're still kind of in character but they're modifying it to really be endearing to the kids it was it was very cool to see the way they interacted with the children I loved it I loved it so uh, what about Gary Busey's honk? Can you all give me what you think it sounds like? That was a great segment and probably the highlight of the show for me. Honk! They, was, that, was the honk or, or the, the neighbors? They really took advantage of the fact that Gary Busey is off the walls fucking crazy. And they really like made sure to cut it right to really highlight it. He's never been in anything in the last 10 years where he hasn't been off the wall crazy. This is a reoccurring Gary Busey cameo at this point. Honestly, I was thinking about maybe like paying for a cameo from Gary Busey just so I can see him be crazy directly to me. Is he, is he doing cameos? Yeah, he's on cameo. Whew, you That's still fired what you're going to get, man. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. have no He'll idea be like, what you're going to get. <laughs> I'm honking at the case. Cameo is right now. I'm googling it. 
Yeah. I love when when they're getting like the meditation going, and you see it like Hacksaw even says he's like, "I'm just looking up, seeing who else is doing it." And then Piper comes in, and Piper goes, "Close my eyes, fuck you." <laughs> wow, bro, you don't have three hundred and fifty dollars. You're right, but it'd be worth it if I did. You can direct message him for twelve ninety nine. You, how do you even know it's Gary at that point? Oh, it's got to be Gary. It's got to be. That's the only way that we believe in faith and life itself is that you believe that it's Gary. First it's, message, thirteen dollars. Hey, hey, Gary, let's. Can you uh, send me a video for free of you honking at the geese? His acronyms kind of bothered me. They are always so weird. It's been yeah. like this forever. He always does this. He was so normal. What happened to him? Life, man. I think, didn't he get in an accident? Did he get in a head shooting accident or something? Well, I, I think that Piper makes the joke of what is Busey doing here? Uh, motorcycle lessons or something like that. I, I'm guessing he probably got in a motorcycle wreck. Because I don't, I can remember him being like this, like driving force in Hollywood and looking relatively normal. Mm -hmm. Even like in that Lethal Weapon movie, honestly, but there's a lot of other movies. I remember this Buddy Holly movie he made where he was Buddy Holly. It was really a solid little film, but like he was a normal cat at one point. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, you would think he was at least, or at least he acted as one. Yeah, in 88, he flipped a motorcycle without riding a helmet. Oh, shit. So yeah, he's uh, not doing well. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's doing fine. Just a little bit of loose, oh, yeah. loose marbles. Crazy ass, scary BC. A couple loose marbles in the in the up top uh, brigade, you know. That's that's where the episode kind of took a turn for me. It was very lighthearted, and there was a ton of laughs. Like I watched it with my wife, and my wife was loving it. She was laughing out loud. Busey shows up, and it kind of took that turn. Obviously, Duggan and and Tony Atlas. Tony, thank you very much. That's, that's what right I was there. just going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for it. Well, you go ahead. Well, I thought it was just funny because you you have Gary Busey being absolutely nuts, and then all of a sudden, Tony and Jim just start getting into it over like something that it was definitely premeditated drama because they're fighting about it, and I can kind of understand where both are coming from, but it's like they're definitely misreading each other entirely and like taking words out of uh, context. So yep. I thought it was a, I thought it was a little dramatic, but I was like, oh shit, we're going from crazy ass Gary Busey to now them like wanting to like throw knuckles, and then it gets dropped almost immediately, and they just move on. Who wins that fight if they do get into the knuckle ball? Axon Jim Duggan. Does he? Absolutely. Tony Tony is Tony's got the muscles, and and I think he's you know he's very strong. So you're saying he's a glass jaw? But I think I think if it, if it came down to it. I think Hack has got him. You think his fists are like two by fours? I'm gonna be honest. I got yeah. Atlas. You got Atlas. I think. I think. I look at or Hawksaw Jim Duggan. I look at a dude who's a dirty fighter in real life. Like he'll do anything to win. However, I feel like with a lot of like life choices and stuff, and just how he is and how his body shape is, is he's nowhere near the man. He probably has like a couple bad like. Like a bad knee and like a bad hip or something. He's like always that. had a bad so knee he, and a bad back since he was a young I'm, boy. <laughs> what, what I'm just saying is, I feel like Tony Atlas looks like he's in good fucking shape and he hits the gym every day. I feel like Duggan hasn't hit weights in years and he's not like in good shape. So he'll come out swinging and he's got about 
30 seconds of offense. But if Tony Atlas could outlast 30 seconds of hardcore offense, it's his. He's got to hit him in that meaty jaw, man. Yeah, and you see, you said that you feel like Hacksaw Jim Duggan's a dirty fighter, like that's a bad thing. Now, well, let me tell you this. No, no, no. <laughs> he don't I'm not let, let, me tell, let me tell you this, my friend. Fights are dirty. And if you're already at the party, you fight dirty. I will gouge eyes. I will punch your nuts square. I'll bite your dick off in a fight if I have to. <laughs> like I am, well, I will dirty fight dick. all day. I don't mean it in like a battle. Like I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like you have 30 seconds of hacksaw Jim Duggan doing anything it takes to like win the the fight and everything. Yeah. But I feel like Tony Atlas could outlast him, and then just decimate him. Now, if we go back to Taylor's rule of who wins the fight, as long as you don't cry, you win. I see Tony crying before Hacksaw cries. He does look like a crier when you punch him in the nose. Well, yeah, because Hacksaw <laughs> would be like, be like, I don't fucking cry. He'd get punched <laughs> in the nose. He'd be like, his nose would be like on the side of his face. He'd be like, what are you guys looking at? What's wrong? He's that, he's that big or that big dude from fucking The Longest Yard. Yeah. I look like a little Michael. But he does He does remind me of Bob Sapp. Tony Atlas reminds me exactly of Bob Sapp. That's who I plays him that. in, that, in that Longest Yard movie. He's like, I love my little bunny rabbit. Oh my god! <laughs> so and when have... when uh, Busey says, "Do you have anger management issues?" and and Rowdy slams the table and he goes, "Anger management? What the fuck makes you think that?" <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's like he comes at him, but it, it, it obviously cuts the tension of the room so quickly for him to speak up like that because it seemed like he was just kind of taking it in taking it in taking it in and then he speaks and it almost seemed like the room got light after he did that which was which was kind of nice and then he made the, the comment which that was very very interesting to me he made the comment of when Gary Busey is no longer acting uh, in a role people don't come up to him and ask him about or uh, call him whatever character he was playing but for wrestlers it's completely the opposite You've never come up to a wrestler and said, you know, ask them by their real name. It's always who their character is. So that character is with them all the time. They don't get to take that that off. It, I, it was such an interesting little little thing because they are. They're always the, the wrestler and they're, they're living being the wrestler. It was very interesting. Maybe for Gary Busey that might be true, but I can imagine someone like Screech not being able to get away from that you know what i mean like you're gonna be screech like you're not dustin diamond you're screech like right well he was like 11 years old when he started that role yeah. so i i can i can i can certainly see same thing with like harry potter that. that boy is harry potter no matter what he does he's a fucking 40 year old man now almost and he's harry potter i'm sorry but that's who you are ollie shore is always going to be the weasel yep yep <laughs> or the cheese whiz guy every time he opens his yeah. mouth that's what i get i'm a little bit younger I get the cheese whiz guy from the goofy movie. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, that's where that episode kind of, like I say, they, they leave that Busey situation and the episode certainly does. That turns, it turns a little bit darker. It, it was so fun. And then uh, like Busey, man, that's, it got, the, the episode turned. That's for sure. What did uh, Roddy die from? Boy, that's a good question. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'll Google it. I got you on this one. You guys keep keep doing your thing. I'll find well, out. Well, this is like where it kind of like turns the entire episode because now you have like the last like five minutes because we're like in the ass end of it. You have Roddy Piper get all like weird and I think he like leaves the house. He does. He takes a walk. Down and I was I was thinking because he's sober at that point. If the guys all getting together drinking it's first night in the house and everybody else having a good time, if maybe he was just maybe he was concerned with his about his sobriety. 
-hmm. Not to say that he wasn't, you know, maybe just frustrated or that, you know, he's got the night stirs or whatever it is. But I, part of me thought that maybe he was concerned with his sobriety. Well, even when he like came into the house, he was not down to share a room with anybody. And it was very. No, he was not. He died of a heart attack. Did he? His, his daughter said that she felt like he lived the equivalent of 10 lifespans in one life. Like Believe he, it, man. Yeah. He's got so. a very interesting story. A very interesting story. I think he ran away from home when he was like 14. I believe it. Is he really Irish? Oh, he's from Canada. Ah, Canadians. <laughs> Is that not Irish? Is that Scottish? Did I just mess that up? The dress thing? Kilts? Yes. Kilt is Scottish. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know. I fucked that up. We'll, um, just cut out the Irish part and just leave it Scottish so I don't look like a stupid jackass from America. You know, I talked about sleeping naked and then editing it out. Okay, that's fair. You did talk about sleeping naked. You can leave in the shit about the Scottish and Irish. That's the beauty of a family discussion. It just stays with a family if you want it to. The way that I remember that, Taylor, is that, uh, well, I'm, I'm Scottish, but Scrooge McDuck is Scottish. He wears a kilt. Ah, I didn't know Scrooge McDuck was Scottish. Now I just learned something new about Scrooge McDuck that I'll take to the grave with me. Yeah, you love do. it. So since we're kind of at the end, is you guys got anything else on this? Um, Gary Busey is the whole fucking show. Gary fucking Busey. I've never been more disappointed than you, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys know Gary Busey's in the other the rest of the episodes, right? Is he? No. God, I was so hopeful. <laughs> I couldn't take any more of those acronyms. I'd rather listen to Will Polis Pork than have to listen to more of Gary Busey's acronyms. Hey man, if I'm not gonna pull the pork, who will? <laughs> Somebody's gotta pull the pork. Uh, but I was I was pleasantly surprised. I'm I'm a fucking mark for all those weird reality television shows. Are you gonna wait to watch the rest? Or are you gonna watch the rest tonight? Oh no, I'm gonna watch it as it comes. <laughs> I'm gonna take it as an episodic weekly television show. No, that's lame. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a day one network subscriber, so I've seen these. I saw them way back, so it's kind of nice to watch them again. I, I've been I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's kind of nice too to have something that my wife and I can watch together because my wife loves going to wrestling shows, but she can't really get into it when we're watching it on TV. And this is something that she can get into. She like she really likes Jimmy Hart. Like as soon as Jimmy Hart showed up, she goes, "Ah, oh, I love that guy. He makes me crack up." <laughs> like. That's the person she likes is Jimmy Hart, which is cool. It's it's kind of nice. You know what? You know what I'll say about Jimmy Hart is he makes the most appearances of anybody I've ever seen. He's always down wandering around Florida. You know what I mean? Doing right. stuff well, I think he lives here. Doing stuff with his music band. It's uh, it's funny because Gabby's the exact opposite. She has only watched it on television, and to this day, she hates the world for having this pandemic that we've had because it ruined her first wrestling live show experience, a.k.a. WrestleMania at Raymond James. And if you bring it up, she's still salty. I, I try to, I've been trying to get you guys that shirt that says, uh, what's it say on it? I wasn't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> That's awesome. That is great. The worst. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that's it for me. If you guys got anything else you want to contribute, like I said, this will be a little bit of short boy. I'm uh, definitely ready to watch some more Tony Atlas. Oh, wait. Let's talk about your suggestion, Kevin. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a huge, huge classic wrestling fan. Uh, and we were looking at, you know, taking something from each episode. And I wanted to kind of 
put it on Taylor to t- tell me who he thought shined through the episode. And I like that you, you like Pat Patterson. Now, you know, Pat Patterson created the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I did know that. Do you know who won the very first Royal Rumble? I didn't. Hacksaw Jim Duggan in 1988. In that 1988 pay-per-view, you actually get, I believe, everybody in Legends House is on that card. And I thought it might be a cool, it might be a cool one to watch. It, like I say, it's, a t- it's your call, Taylor, because you're you're the guy. I'm but, down. I'm yeah, down. And also, I love that you guys are giving me so much power. This is amazing. I also, if they, they heavily mentioned that in the first episode of Legends yep. House anyway. So it... Yep. it it's destiny unfolding. I'm, the other event I think that they were all at is also WrestleMania one. So, I mean, Royal Rumble is always fun to watch. I'm down for anything, but it was, it was, I thought it was interesting that all of them are there and it kind of ties it together. It's, it's entirely up to you, man. You got, you hold the power in your hand. Let's do Royal Rumble. Also, like um, is there more than one season of this show? No, no, there's not. There, there was talk that they were going to, come back with another season in 2017 but it never came together i don't think many many old wrestlers really wanted to be on it take part in it originally it wasn't it was it was filmed in 2012 and it was going to be uh pitched to networks and pitched to networks and no network i guess was interested in it or wanted to pick it up but might might have been at the time where wrestling was at right then i think right now a network probably would pick it up because wrestling is even more mainstream now than it was in 2012 uh but yeah they they talked about it in 2017 never never came came to be but i would love to see him they could do it on the network i would love to see a season two give me give me some okay. legends back in there okay put in put it in but redo it with like 90s wrestlers who do you want in it stone cold being one obviously you're gonna have to pay him but stone cold being one the rock's not gonna do it so we'll take the rock out but Stone Cold is one. That's my Rikishi. nomination. Rikishi is one. Ooh, Mark Henry. Mark Henry. And he would do it. Mick Foley. Mick Foley would for sure fucking do it. I don't think Mick Foley would do it right now. He did the big, big show. No, no, no. He's, Why would he not? We will, we, will, <laughs> we will dip our toe into this, but he's not happy with WWE right now. We'll he, would yeah. he would do it. He would do it. Uh, they talk him into it. Anything that Vince asks him to do, he'll do it. He just has to apologize to him. No, 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 Taylor. I just... Like I said, we will dip our toe into America this week. Well, this is just hypothetical. This is just hypothetical. What about uh, Paul Big Show? You think he'd do it? I think Show might do it. He's a pretty he's a pretty private guy, uh, but I, I think put he Kurt might. in there too. Put Kurt in house. No, I think Booker T. Yeah, that's a person. That's a WWE guy too. Yeah, he'd do it. See, you're picking all the all the wrestlers, and you gotta have you gotta have some sidebar guys. So mm. yeah, I would. Do you remember the security guard in the Attitude Era that had the long ponytail and was just jacked? You always, I, I would pick him. I don't remember his name, but I think he he would have some interesting stories. Be nice I'd, to see him a part of it. I'd throw Ralphus in there. Lillian Garcia. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler, I think would be great. He, I was he would, thinking him too. Yeah, he'd be really nice in this role. Yeah, that's for sure. JBL would be down. But you guys understand that uh, Jerry the Lawler, Jerry the Lawler, Jerry the King Lawler would have to bring like 10 suitcases so he could bring all his Coke memorabilia with him. That's fair enough. And he'd have to have one that's just full of brown shirts. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, DDP could show up as in that Gary Busey role and yoga them all. <laughs> I would love that. And then he would stalk some, or he would stalk Lillian Garcia. 
I mean, if they're they're probably not going to be able to get all this talent, but if they did like second tier talent, they could probably get Bagwell to stop being a gigolo long enough. To no, they hate it. Bagwell. <laughs> I know, but I love him, so fuck them. This well, is my the- said- this is my theoretical <laughs> dream. If I want Bagwell in TV again, then I want Bagwell. So Taylor, you know, here's a, a he's on cameo. Here's a concept for you. You could take your tax return and you know make your life financially stable again for a year, or you could buy a large number of personalized Buff Bagwell cameos at fifty dollars a piece. Are they fifty dollars? I was just looking up how much Buff Bagwell's cameo <laughs> would be. We talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, it's fifty bucks. I think about it all the time. Do you think he raised his price? Because I think that, that once you get a certain number of people, you raise your prices. Yeah, it's still fifty bucks. You can chat with him for six ninety nine on a, a DM. So. That's cool. You're going to DM Buff Bagwell? I might DM Buff Bagwell. I know Lex Luger isn't in great shape right now, but I'd love to see him do anything right now that I could just see him again. He will never take a bump or give a bump. Well, he's not going to take a bump or give a butt in a... A A butt? He's (laughs) never going to give a butt in a reality TV show. (laughs) Buff Bagwell might. No, Buff Bagwell will definitely give a butt. Bro, they would treat it like Jersey Shore. They'd take the legends out to a bar, and then Buff would get way too drunk and, like, fight someone in the bar. But it would definitely be a work. Yeah, like Shawn Michaels and Syracuse. Exactly. <laughs> Helmsy would show up, and they'd re- reignite their old fuel. And I think that's a great note to end on. Uh, so, Kevin, it's always a fucking pleasure doing these with you. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, so, as the usual, shindig goes... Go ahead and follow us on Spotify. Leave a review and rate us on Apple Music. You can follow us on Twitter at Jaded Rasslin, at Godfieri. Taylor, hit him with it. I also need to know what I should change my Twitter handle to because I was looking for suggestions and I'm not very bright when it comes to coming up with clever Twitter handles. Um, I've really been working on it, but I'm really sick of Taylor Hassler one. All right. So what do you think I should, big, big boners or? Pulled pork. Pulled pork. At pulled pork. Will Fitch's pulled pork 95. Perfect. I still think for you, with, with your with your affinity for Big Josh, I still think you should be Taylor Log rolling. Yeah. I do like a logsman. And uh, Kevin, hit us with your Twitter handle. That is at Jobin Rogue. And that's what I love to, I love to hear it. Uh, so, all right, guys. This has been another Jaded Family discussion from all of us. We love you, especially you, Ireland guy. Yeah, hope you're listening to this. Hey, miss you, love you, mean it. Kevin, you got any love for Ireland guy? I got no. nothing but love for Ireland guy. I'm My wife good. spent like two weeks in Ireland. She she had nothing but glowing reviews. It was uh, it, it, maybe they crossed each other's paths out there in Ireland. I was gonna say you would love Ireland guy. Great guy. Still needs to hit us on our DMs. Hey. I know it may cost $6.99 to talk to Buff in his DMs. It's free $99 for us, Ireland guy. Yo, if I send him a $6.99 DM and then I like ask him to listen to the podcast, do you think he will? If I'm like, hey, man, I make a podcast where I always talk about how cool you are. you think he'd listen to it? No. I don't feel like people really talk good about Buff Bagwell nowadays. So I feel like he'd take anything that was a positive thing about him. You know what I mean? Because I've never said one shitty thing about Buff Bagwell on our podcast. I've only said nice shit. About We've him. also talked shit about generic Buff Bagwells. Yeah. So I've really bigged up Buff Bagwell, if we're being honest. Like I've yeah, you, guys are, you guys are staunch supporters of Buff Bagwell. We, I do, I, I, I I do like appreciate say, whoa, that whoa, about whoa. you. I, Us, Kevin, you're in the uh, Jaded Family discussion. I, I mean, you're in the Buff Bagwell camp, too. <laughs> 
I don't think you're going to get out of this. By the way, shout out to Alday for the Jaded Family Discussion artwork. That oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful and artwork. Ideally, when you're listening to this, you'll hear the new Jaded Family Discussion intro music. Ooh. Which should be coming at you soon if you don't hear it. All right. But we won't tell people about that. Uh, but yeah, so that's it for me. Taylor, you want to sign out? Kevin, do you want to sign out? Yeah, I'll just sign out. See you later, later, later guys. I mean, I'm uh, j- bye. <laughs> that was that was that was your that was your big. I was going with the uh, go rogue, get jaded, and stay jaded, baby. All right, it's a jaded life, baby. That, that that's all, folks. Until next uh, bye week, when we talk about the first Royal Rumble on a jaded family discussion. Yep.